to your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews and live sessions. On Radio Nova. Yet to come on this evening's Backstage, Conor McCaffrey of The Star will be popping in to recommend some really cool gigs coming up over this weekend and next week. As well as that... Coolest Shaker going to be joining me live in the studio for a session and a chat. But first, it's time for new music here on Nova. Greg, what have you got for us? Hi, Sinead. It turns out Radiohead are still going. Not only that, they're back with a new tune. Took everyone by surprise this. On Tuesday, it started streaming. And a video that will, well, many a childhood memory, you might be a bit spooked. Radiohead released this on Tuesday with a kind of a Trumpton Camberwick Green video. Burn the Witch. See, it's kind of movie sounding. Of course it is. Burn the Witch will be released on 7-inch vinyl, according to an online listing. Pitchfork notes the listing on the website for the independent record store chain Bull Moose appears to show that Burn the Witch will be out as a single May 16th. Uh, Indie exclusive, which means independent record stores only. Apparently, the flip side will be Spectre, which they originally wrote for the Bond movie of the same name. Sam Smith's writing on the wall was later used, and Radiohead then released their own thing online at Christmas. So, burn the witch with that spooky video. New music this week here on Nova. It's a grower. Bloody mm. Sinead. <laughs> grower, yeah, <laughs> right. It's a bloody brilliant song. All right, okay. That's new music for this week. Burn the witch, Radiohead. I'm out of here. You get out of here. Yeah, go on, off you go, Greg. <laughs> We've been at loggerheads with this track. I love it so much. Been dying to play it all week, and I wanted to get in there first. So, Greg, I'll let you have that one. But I'm going to play the tune now in full from Radiohead. This is "Burn the Witch" on Radio Nova.
Radiohead, could I possibly love you even more? What a tune from the band. Radiohead are back. Burn the Witch is the name of that new single. So wonderfully addictive. Those eerie strings just get me. I just love it more and more each time. They're, of course, playing Primavera Sound in Barcelona at the beginning of June, to which I'm going to. Did I mention? I probably have, maybe about 100 times I'm very sorry uh, more news on Radiohead that they've actually just posted another video for another new song it's called Daydreaming and as the title suggests it is wonderfully atmospheric and dreaming with a beautiful piano melody it just feels like getting a great big hug so look that one up online it should be, you should be able to find the video another great video for that one Radiohead Daydreaming that was Burn the Witch and the album is out tomorrow just one more sleep you can get it as of 7pm tomorrow ok now it's time for my next guest Backstage on Radio Nova. Okay, now it's time to go backstage with Cooler Shaker. This band first came to prominence during the post-Britpop era of the late 1990s. They enjoyed quite a lot of commercial success between 96 and 98, notching up a number of top 10 hits on the UK singles charts, such as uh, with tracks like Tatva, Hey Dude, Govinda and Hush. The band's debut album K reached number one on the UK albums chart. The band are back. They have a new album called K 2.0. They played the Academy in Dublin on Thursday. They're playing Dolan's in Limerick tonight. And joining me backstage now are Crispian and Paulie of the band Coolest Shaker. You guys are going to now kick off with an acoustic version of your cover of Hush. So over to you. Here we are. Shall I play it? Do it. She's on my mind, no doubt about She looking so fine, she's the best girl that I ever had Said that you're gonna make me feel so bad Oh, 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 where's my hammered organ?
really cool, actually. You did good with that. That's the uh, it's room service tray. <laughs> there is. Yeah, we've removed the halloumi wrap, and um, sounds like a pretty good snare bell. <laughs> <laughs> You're rubbing things from our hotels, are you? Uh, once I got into trouble in Japan because they had some giant sculptures of insects. <laughs> and it was the drum tech's birthday. And uh, we were in Japan in a hotel and there was these come, 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 come. four foot copper and aluminium sculptures of ants and beetles in uh, installation in the hotel. Yeah. And we were playing a gig just across the way and I, it was my uh, drum tech and our dear friend Simon, it was his birthday, and uh, I thought, uh, you know, they, that's an amazing beetle. I'll just take it to the gig, to him, to give it to him as a gift, and I'll bring it back later. I wasn't trying to steal it. So I took this three-foot sculpture out of the hotel, took it across the way, and said, here, Simon, here's a present for you. And he was understandably somewhat surprised that he had got a three-foot-long metal... <laughs> Beatles sculpture as a present. I said, oh, thanks, Paulie. Yeah, right, well, I've just got to get on with setting up the gig. The next thing, I don't, the police weren't involved, were they? But the hotel did follow me. Hotel, <laughs> hotel security, yeah. This, this is the gig that ended up with you in jail. No, not that one. Bold so, boy. Paul, Paul is, is here to represent rock and roll. And represent living. Mischievous. Keith Moon had a... Keith Moon and John Bonham were were mischievous to the point of probably a bit too mischievous. They were, they were mischievous and they were ended up being uh, probably rather expensive to their bandmates or at least, you know, but they're legendary. I'm not trying to be legendary. I'm just... Drummers can tend to get a bit antsy. If Why you know. is that? Why is there uh, that reputation of drummers? Because there's a lot of energy involved and sometimes a short attention span and you just... And sometimes they forget what they're saying in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> sometimes that. <laughs> that but happens. You, you, um, but you've got to have, an, you've got to have a, a childlike enthusiasm and wonder and sometimes <laughs> living the life of an executive businessman, which I'm afraid a lot of touring musicians do because you're in hotels and airports and in relatively drab confines. You've got to liven things up, at, at least just for yourself or for your bandmates, just for those, you know. And as long as it, mm. you know, I'm trying to do it conscientiously. I try not to be too much of a major pain in the bottom, but just sometimes it robs the way. odd mm. item. You've mm. already robbed our bongos as well, I see. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the loan of those. <laughs> no, you make good use of them. It's good to see you've been used. <laughs> so it's been about 15 years since you guys played Ireland. I can't believe that. I know. It's, wow. it's, it's shocking. It's so close. Um, we have, to be fair, we haven't played. You know, extensively anywhere we, <clears throat> you know, we we've been making uh, we made a couple of records independently. Uh, mm. uh, two of them have been the, some of the best stuff we've done, but it's all been very very quiet. And when we we had a huge break of, of, of seven or eight years from when we kind of stopped working at, in two thousand, mm. and then we we basically kind of started again, started our careers again, and it's been really. We've been keeping it real, <laughs> and, <laughs> no, and it's not easy. We've been keeping it real, and Paul's been keeping it. He's definitely roll. keeping it real. Yeah, carrying the torch. Twenty years since the release. Okay, I couldn't even believe that myself. I think it was a surprise for you guys as well, wasn't it? When someone brought that to your attention, twenty years. It's, it was a massive shock. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe uh, it. It is a huge passage of time. But <clears throat> you know, we've had families. Um, 
recently I, I became a dad in the last few years and oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah you know it puts it all in perspective and and actually I hadn't done a gig I hadn't played live for five years and when this anniversary came up it was a perfect reason to make a record and and uh and I and I thought my kids would get to see what what I do for a living as well you know because I mean I, I also work in film and I write scripts and stuff and that's just me in a room you know, with looking at, the, at the wall, yeah. and they just think, "Well, Dad just sort of like stares into space for a living." Yeah. So, yeah. so they they came to a gig and they got to see us do it. But the the craziest thing is the band sounds the best it's ever sounded. Which we we're talking about it today, and I don't think I don't I think it's quite rare that a band gets better. A rock band gets better. You know, it's um, hard because there's a lot of nostalgia <clears> that's kind of attached to bands and stuff. And you know, Reef came back recently and they played it. They, you know, it went down really well and stuff. Who? But uh, Reef, who? Oh yeah. No, we go back. Friends of ours from <clears throat> back in the day. You know, we, they yeah, were, yeah, that's because they were around the same time. First, first bands that we toured with. And they well, were, they're from Glastonbury. Paul's from Glastonbury. Oh right, okay. Well, cool. we, we just have a bit of rivalry with them because they, they have such huge beards. And they really do <clears throat> amazing They're, massive beard and ja- J- Gary the singer's beard is just so obscene now. It, it's, it's taking over his face it's it's pretty huge you know it's, lovely it's guy like, but they're still really great and I went and saw Soundgarden with my wife the oh year before last, and they're really amazing. They they haven't diminished with time. I'm, no, I'm not even haven't. sure they were I was not a huge fan of with you know with super unknown I'm I liked it, and I, I kind of get out of it. my studio. <laughs> live, insane, insanely live, insane yeah. band. You know, it's just they're just a, a great, great band. Your first album, K, like it was such huge album, ridiculously successful, number one, and then I mean, it made the Q magazine list. Where is it? One hundred greatest albums of all time. That was uh, a couple of years after the release. And then fast forward a decade and a bit, it meant uh, it landed in the 250 greatest albums of all time. So you're surprised, I guess, with this continued impression this album makes. The songs on the radio, so much of it is about timing, you know, and uh, not just fashion, but, you know, tastemakers and uh, a whole bunch of influences have to come together for an album to get an opportunity to be heard. Mm. And um, actually, I think Britpop was was really built on 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 grunge. Actually, you know, the American bands had had made had made indie music. You know, that with its roots in the Pixies and, mm. and all of that, they kind of brought it into the mainstream, and everyone was, thought it was cool. Mm. And uh, from that, you know, that Nirvana album really is what came. You know, that is what opened the doors for Britpop. For yeah. guitars and for bands and and the and the Beatles anthology, I think, kind of framed bit Brit, Brit pop because it was like the the ancestry was kind of clear of where we were coming from and 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 the uh, so I think we we fitted in in the sense that we were kind of sixties influenced, mm. but uh, we also felt like Britpop was a sort of as Paul calls it an accident of chronology. You know, yeah. people everybody was just there at a certain time, but we never felt. We're much more aligned to ancient India, mm. perhaps, and you know the late sixties. Congratulations on version two point zero, no, version two point zero, K two point zero. Version two point zero was garbage, actually, wasn't yeah. it? I think so. It? It's a bit of a follow-on then from the debut album, is it? Well, why did you decide to go with this title? Two point was our, was just our sort of play on the software update. Really, I mean, we are we are the updated version of Kula Shaker. Um, but uh, also, it's you know, if you look at it, it looks like twenty. So 
<laughs> yeah. It made perfect sense for us. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> We're trying to explain it to our marketing people. <laughs> it's K20. <laughs> makes sense to me well guys thanks so much for popping in Pleasure. and I hope you have a great time in Ireland it's great to have you back after 15 years been too long so yeah. congratulations and best of luck with everything thanks yeah. Sinead thank, thank you. you so much Backstage Entertainment Update and now uh, we have gotten to that point of the show time for the gig guide with Conor McCaffrey of the star hello how's it going what is the crack what is the crack the crack is mighty and thanks a lot for playing another Power ballad for me on Thursday night. No problem. To pouch, shine in your hand. I mean, what a classic one. I've not heard that for years and years. Then again, I did have to bring down the actual seven inch to the studio of Whitesnake to get to play the first one. So well, you didn't have to. I think I do deserve one or two in them for the next oh, few that weeks. That was my birthday present for yes, yes. oh, Come here. We've got some exciting news. Well, news that we knew about, but there's a couple of developments in terms of ELO. Yeah, Jeff Lynn's ELO. It's a pretty lucky one here because he cancelled last week at the very, very last minute. Mm. But they fit him in this Saturday as well. So, what's crazy? This is the first ELO arena tour in 30 years, and he had to even his last tour in 2001. He had to cancel it because no one bought tickets. <gasps> what? But, yeah, he cancelled it in 2001. Just no one was interested at all. Wow. It's getting really, really good reviews. He's got like 13, 14 people on stage. Incredible session musicians. Oh yeah, I saw one. them, by the way. Did I mention that? Oh, yes. Yeah, in London. I think I'd flown there. over, you know, by <laughs> MCD. It was rather amazing. It was a really special, tiny little intimate venue. So I can vouch that the sound is just phenomenal and you will stand there with the biggest smile on your face. Yeah, what's well, some good news if... Uh, you didn't get a ticket the last time it sold out really quickly but there's been a rush of tickets this week just basically people refunding because they can't go so other people's misfortune is your gain I suppose yeah there are other yellow fans trying to get their hands on those tickets so I know it's in early early doors as well isn't it I think it's half six yeah six there and then opening act Laura Marling that's going to be really special so make sure you get it nice and early okay moving on now to uh, a beloved Irish band Yes, everybody's got a big soft spot for the Frank and Walters uh, who are playing in Whelan's tonight after playing a massive big home show at the Cork Art House last month. Uh, older listeners, i.e. me, possibly <laughs> you, will remember them. Ga- <laughs> you can take your white snake bloody vinyl well, back with you. Come on. Well, remember them gate crashing <laughs> the top of the pops in the 1990s with After All. The what? Sorry. <laughs> but they're still re- releasing some of the country's best left field indie music. Um, mm. This is a launch gig for the new album, Songs for the Walking Wounded, which even features a really good, brilliant monologue from really big Frank's fan, Killian Murphy. Mr. Killian Murphy. Yeah, he popped in on backstage recently. Very oh, yeah. cool guy. Yes. Name dropping all over here today. I know. <laughs> Yellow. I'm moving on to another old pal of mine. Oh, Brian Adams. Yeah, had, like, <laughs> yeah he's taking his classic rock and roll to the Three Arena on Tuesday night. Uh, I've still got scars from everything I do being a number one for what seemed like <laughs> half my teenage years whenever I was a wee cruncher. But in uh, fairness, he does have some pure radio rock classics and who hasn't done our guitar to Summer of 69 at some silly wedding? Mm-hmm. He's got a new album out called Get Up, but everybody will be screaming for the classics. Run to you, cuts like a knife, 18 till I die the list goes on the list goes on and on <laughs> yeah. and Nova listeners adore Mr Brian Adams amazing some really big gigs there Conor McCaffrey of the Star thanks very much okay, have a, have good a great weekend. weekend and take your vinyl on the way out <laughs> ok bye bye next Saturday on Backstage I'll have more chats and music from the artists you love plus music news and the gig guide speaking of gigs if you're heading to Jeff Lynn's ELO tonight at Dublin's 3 Arena have a ball 
And when Jeff Lynne and the band walk off stage, we don't have to worry about the ELO fun stopping there as we are going to have an hour of ELO for you from 11pm. So tune into Nova to keep those ELO vibes going. Peter Devlin is taking over in a moment with the Saturday soundtrack on this evening's show. He's got great tunes on the way. He's got music from The Clash and The National and some great Irish picks including tunes from The Academic and The Hot Sprockets. I'll chat to you on Monday evening at 7. Have a great weekend. Time now for the Nova News at 7.